Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Yeah, good evening on a beautiful day here in Adelaide. Apparently the weather tomorrow not so good. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Irrigear. At a safe time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Go and check them out. And a big day of footy news too, um, both involving the Crows and Port Adelaide. We've got the teams for Melbourne and Collingwood have just come in as a welcome. The great man, Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Uh, David and Lachlan Wildey. Yeah, look, I'm good. Um, I'm just a bit... Uh yeah, we've got some stuff on, on Port Adelaide, but I just want to, this is a bit of a surprise to me, is John Noble, if, if you're going by this, has been omitted from the Collingwood team after playing 83 in a row. He's had a very good year, maybe dropped off the last month, but he's been a massive part of their, their back line. He, he provides run and drive. He, his game against, I think it was the Crows, got him up to, to win the game there. I'm staggered with that. Maybe he's a sub. It'd be a good sub to come on yeah, forward maybe, or back. Yeah, yeah. But wow, and Jack Ginnivan out as well. Yeah, and so the team is Collingwood. Murphy back in, we knew. Moore, Darcy Moore, the captain. And McCreary, the South Adelaide boy, speed well, he's a the pressure board. and pressure. Yeah, pressure. Out is Frampton, played here in Adelaide. John Noble, we've mentioned. Ginnivan, as you've mentioned. And Finn McCrae was the sub last week. So someone's going to be sub out of that. And I'm a bit on your page there. Why would they make him go through this omission bit if it, oh, I don't get that. Well, they 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 drop someone out, then they make someone a sub. So, but yeah. I, I'm staggered. I mean, Ginnivan could be a sub as well. And yeah. for Melbourne, Melksham we know did the knee ACL. He's out. Daniel Turner and uh, Bailey Laurie, a couple of the younger boys out. In comes Hibbert and Tom McDonald. McDonald, uh, well, he's he's timed his run perfectly. He'll go s- straight to centre forward. Yeah, and he's uh, 30 year old. He's 30 now. Gee, the time goes, doesn't it? And, and with no Melksham, of course. And he's played the last three VFL games. So. I read a story on him today. He looked he, he looked super fit, super hard. He's had a big program to get back with that ankle. So, what's the thinking behind John Noble? Do you think because he doesn't play ducks and drakes? The coach, no, Craig he McCray, doesn't. He, no. He, and he generally backs his boys in. Now they've played um, Markov. They've kept Markov in. It would have been probably competing for a similar spot uh, with John Noble. That to me is a surprise because I think Noble's. He provides him and Quain or run and dash out of that back line. Now let's or so have, does Mark off. Let's have a look. Did he know that Murphy, uh, Darcy Moore, uh, sorry, go the other way. What am I talking about? Did he know that McDonald and Fritch were coming back in? Yeah, but um, Noble is a halfback flanker. He would stand someone like uh, Chandler, Lockie Hunter, um, Sparrow. They got some small guys there yeah, too. Have. No, oh, look, I'm staggered. I must admit. Uh, there, there must be some reason behind. I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't the sub. And um, they're playing both big guys, aren't they, too? Did uh, Cox is in. Um, they've and got Cameron. McStay and Cameron. Yeah, they, they, he nominated that, what, two days ago. He said, no, I'm going to play the two biggies. And the forecast, if you can believe everyone, wet. it's going to be wet, hail and snow. Well, and snow. 
Jeez. Maybe. Like Mount Everest climbing up there. But, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, gee, I didn't expect that at all. Oh, well. No, but... Um, I'll I mean, tell you what, he hasn't done a lot wrong this year. I think Craig he's had McRae, a, the coach. No, but I think Noble's had a very good year. There must be, must be something there. Maybe a niggle, maybe not quite right. We but why know. would you put him in? I don't know. I don't know. Admitted. No one likes to see them, their name omitted. No. You, ever get, you wouldn't have got dropped, would you? Yeah. Not, not very rarely. Yeah. Under sevens. Oh, uh, yeah, early on. Uh, the good oil, this is good oil too, thanks to Copperham Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. It's the most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria, tall in Cobram. We got some news on, well, Michelangelo Rucci, Cheap, SEN, yeah. does the show with Kim Dillon in the afternoon. Break the story that Shane McAdam wants out. Yeah. What's going on there? And then it made the headlines. Well done, Rucci. And, and apparently it is. Uh, he's, he's quick. It's fact. Yeah, he's quick. The club, the the club's put out a uh, a statement from Reece Humphrey. Yeah, yep. okay. uh, Adelaide Ford Shane McAdam has spoken with the club and told of his intention to consider rival offers. The, now the Crows put a contract in front of the twenty eight year old and would be disappointed if he did not continue his career at the West Lakes. He's a mature age pre draft sele- selection account from Sturt in two thousand eighteen, and then immediately traded the Crows. They're going to continue. This is the Crows' talk with McAdam and his management, but we believe he's looking at um, maybe Melbourne, uh, one of the clubs that uh, you, you were saying Melksham is out for the year, so a small, smallish yeah, forward. Yeah, he's um, done his knee, so he's going to be out for nearly the whole of next year. So maybe they're looking for that older forward pocket, half-forward style. Well, Roach said that he wanted the three-year deal on the back of kicking eight goals in his last Three games. I th- I think two's fair, don't you, for a player of McAdams yes. ilk? Two yes. years, and you you work your butt off, you get another year. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I I don't. Um, one of the other problems with it, of course, is you if you've got Rochelle and Rankin, and you've got Gallant, who's actually improving. If you can read through what uh, the Adelaide reserves team. Pedler plays up Pedler forward. Pedler plays up forward as well. So. It's, it's going to get a bit sticky if, if those kids keep on improving. What do Crows fans think? one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 Is McAdam a big loss? Someone you want to keep? He's certainly what I call an X factor. He, he provides a point of difference. He can jump. He can stand on your head. Normally a pretty good kick. He missed one against Sydney late when he got knocked in the head. But a good player. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Do you want him to go or to stay? Um, there's, there's some dispute between the club's fitness staff. They, they reckon that he just hadn't... Work quite enough. Half enough. I don't know how they know that, but that's what it said here today. Well, if you're not putting in the hard yards like the rest of them, I, I don't know if that's fact or not. But uh, what about Matt Crouch? We said signed for two more years, which yeah, is great news. It is great news. Um, here's Matt Crouch on whether his belief waned at all. On, on live, I say it didn't at times, Josh. Yeah, it was, um, there were some tough times playing Sample Footy. And, um, yeah, you, you definitely questioned, well, I definitely questioned whether I'd, I'd get back to that AFL level. So. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, yeah, at times I was obviously um, a bit worried that, you know, I wouldn't get back to the level that I want to play at, but um, it obviously worked out in the end that um, I played some decent footy and hopefully I can continue that in the next year. Now, there's another one. I mean, we're just a Port Adelaide are playing in a final, which we're pretty clean about. Trent McKenzie, Scott Lysett, and I, Ratio Fantasia. Do you reckon he'll come back in? Well, I, I think it's risky to, to put Fantasia back in. That means you, you have to drop a McEntee. Uh, a Francis, and you won't be dropping Willie Rioli. So, look, he's a sort of player if he, he fires, but it's a big ask, isn't it? Going down to Brisbane, who'd pick him up then if he went? It'd be like uh, McKenna, 
Mm. With one and the other young lad on the half-back flank, both good players, both with plenty of pace. So I don't think they'd risk him. I think they get a bit more training into him. Port Port have got another final even if they lose. So yeah, and if they do lose, maybe he could be the X factor in the next one. I don't I don't think they'll play him though. And that and that that will be announced tomorrow night, wouldn't it? So we'll be almost first to give that at uh, just yeah, after so six o'clock. How many changes you? Thinking. I, I'm thinking two, maybe three. Lysette. Yep. McKenzie. McKenzie. Yeah. And and he's he's got something, Fantasia. He has yeah. got something. And he's well, played a couple of games back and he's been really dangerous. He's kicked, I think, four and three or four and two. I think so. He's been dangerous. And look. What's I mean, his pressure like? Miss McEntee's in for his pressure and Power Pepper. No, well, I, you know what? I reckon that's overrated, David. Pressure. Pressure. You've got to get the ball too. I mean, if you're going to just do three or four tackles and you're called a pressure player, I think that's the most overrated position, the pressure player in a forward line. What about getting the ball and kicking a goal and helping the team? Well, I reckon Matt Crouch was under pressure too, but uh, he also spoke about waiting for his chance to come. Yeah, it's obviously at times I was playing some, some decent footy at the Sample level and um, the messaging I, was, messaging I was getting from Nixie and the coaching group was um, a little bit around in the mix in the midfield group at that time with, with Lady being a similar type to me. And, mm. um, and then I was lucky enough to get my opportunity, obviously, when Lady was injured and I came in against Melbourne and played OK. And then um, from then on there, we, uh, we played all right as a midfield group and, and the balance was um, pretty good in there. So um, hopefully that can continue into next year. And um, yeah, yeah, love my footy when I got out there and I sort of bit my time away in the, in the sample. But once I got the chance, I felt like I was ready and uh, was able to play some decent footy. He's an interesting player, Matt Crouch. Uh, he won the best and fairest in their t- grand final year in 2017. 2017. You know, I mean, it, he can play. It was 37 just, possessions in the grand final we had in a know, losing grand, grand final. final. I know. I just, yeah, I just I wish he got better coached earlier. And that's, I've said that. He's back. He's back. Good on him. Now, another one on the Adelaide list, Tommy Duday. There's some stories about him and a potential move to go to, to the Lions, to Brisbane. Have a listen to this. Yeah, this is interesting. So I, I heard Mitch Cleary last night on Channel 7 report that um, that Brisbane Lions have a, a fair offer on the table for him. And that, you know, Tom did mention that he would had some chats with Brisbane earlier this season. He, he said that Brisbane were interested at least uh, and that he was weighing up uh, his future. We know he's had a fair bit of time to weigh it up given he's had the ACL injury. Um, I think this one is genuinely a 50-50. It does seem like he is still torn as to where he plays on next year and, and, and where his future lies. We know he's a, a, a Crows stalwart. He's a, someone there who arguably could have been captain instead of Jordan Dawson and that rankled some feathers at the time. But um, obviously with Marcus Adams now retiring due to his concussion issues, it does mean that the Lions would be in the mix for another defensive cog and I think that Tom would fill that role beautifully and he's in the right demographic for where they're at at the moment. So it, Brisbane's understanding and Brisbane's interest makes sense. Um, and I think if he is to leave the, the Adelaide Crows, it would be to go to the Brisbane Lions. He's had a checkered career, Tom Duday. It was a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, took, a, I reckon, at least two years before he played his first game. Yep. Then he looked pretty good when he did come in. He looked like he, he could <laughs> play. Um, as I said, I, I think he's, he could be a big-body midfielder. Um, the knees, obviously, he, has, he, he sort of um, he hasn't got a... A handful of aces anymore, has he? Like you do a knee for the second time, you, yeah. You know, you got to be. I think clubs have to be buyer beware. He's an Adelaide boy. The Adelaide know him, know yeah. his knee. Look, I hope he stays because I think Adelaide are on the cusp of, um, you know, the next two or three years being pretty good. Yeah, c- couldn't agree more. Can I also just say something? Andrew Capel wrote a story in the paper this morning 
in the debate that we had, the Port Adelaide captaincy going forward after Tom Jonas yes. retires at the end of the year, you know, whether the Ollie Wines is or is it Connor Rosie? And I think those were the two that he sort of settled on. And that's where we've probably settled when we've had that discussion too. I just thought it was interesting that uh, Andrew did that today. Uh, coming in the finals, put it aside. We don't need to talk about it. Port Adelaide don't need to talk about yeah. it right now. But we, we certainly we can. can. Yeah. No, he's a good man, Andrew. Andrew Capel been around the game for a long while. I I think the logical choice is definitely Connor Rosie. 100 games, been his fifth or sixth year. Ollie Wines won a Brownlow medal after losing the captaincy. Yeah. You know, just freed. I, yeah. I don't know if Ollie's a... A natural captain. He shared it with Jonas and lost it. But Connor Rosie, to me, would be a leader. I think Zach Butters would be a great leader, too. Yeah. That may be captain, vice captain of the two. Could they be And you like Dan Houston. Yeah. Could they be co captains? Hey, it's been done before. I know. I don't don't like it. Actually, on the energy story, I I haven't got it with me now, but he mentioned three or four captains in the last six, seven years, including a Marcus Bond and Pelly. Were, were nominated at 23-24. So, and there's been Wayne some, Carey, yeah, Stephen Kernan, 22. Yeah, but even in recent <coughs> years, there's been some young captains. Yeah. Patrick Cripps wasn't that old. Um, yeah. Just saw in the, the background on the TV, which reminded me, Gazer. I don't know if you caught up yeah, the story. Yeah, I saw that. Now, $380,000 fine. They, they, but how could you do that? when the, when the the That means you're playing triple whatever anyone else is playing, isn't it? Is that, did no, I read that right? the fines... The fine's not how much over they oh, overpay. Sorry. The sorry. fine is yep, basically sure. it's going to probably ruin them, to be honest. Yeah. And Gaze is where the German boys come from. As a yeah. young lad, I played for Walkerville. Gaze, we played against Gaze. Yeah, it's sure. just down the road where I lived. And look, it's staggering. Um, I'm not sure how much over the cap they were or, or how much you can pay at, at that level. But that's a massive fine, isn't it? Um, wh- why not just take all their points away? take points away next year and say, do it again, you're out. But I, I'd hate to see Gazer go on the back of that. If 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 it's one person's doing, if, you know, yeah. you might get a, yeah. you know. A rogue. Yeah, rogue. Uh, a bad lemon, bad orange. Yeah. A bad egg, whatever. A bad egg. So. What else can you think bad? Well, there's a lot of things bad. Yeah, there are. But I don't, I, is it, do you think it, it's just, it's should, should a bank rub at club? If if you, yeah. I mean, people have done this for a long while, bloody. Yeah, but if they're the you rules, come in brown paper bags. No, you might have seen one or two yourself. Yeah, early days. Yeah, mine, mine are sort of a goldy colour. I, they've, yeah, they've, I they've bet they're there no holes in your bag, so <laughs> we're full of cash. Hey, talking about gold, the Melbourne Cup Gold Cup nominations were put out yesterday. I think I didn't, I didn't count them up. There was over a hundred. You know, there's a million of them. And Gold Trip last year's winner, which I backed. The only reason why I'm saying this is that I finally backed the Melbourne Cup winner after about 15 years. Since Maccabi Diva won one, so Gold oh. Trip still being nominated for the year, but so that's that's up coming up soon in the in spring. Just had a text to zero four two seven one five four one six six. David, did Malcolm find the the missing brother or sister last <laughs> night? We actually did. Don't, don't say, don't say who it was. He did. I did. We did. I had yeah. trouble. Is and this is an honesty. I'm I'm being honest here. I, I got home and I was still thinking about it. Oh, you I, worried I, you, I, didn't I rang it? I rang my sister and I said, "Who am I missing? <laughs> who am I missing?" She said, "Ah," and it doesn't matter who it was. Of course it is. Very famous cowboy. Would that be a clue? No, come on. Get off it. Come on. Can't do that. Okay, big show coming up. Uh, Thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar and Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo today. We've got Lost in the Wash, GWS, Callum Brown. Interesting. I wonder what the accent of Callum Brown's like. And Bay's coach, Darren Reeves. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Yeah, Mac Blood and David Wildey still to come. We're going to speak with Callum Brown from the Giants, all thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Uh, Polaris plate clearance deals they are on right now. You can save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus you get $1,000 free accessories. Yeah, and the big qualifying final at the MCG tomorrow night, David. Collingwood the big news again, Noble out. John yeah, Noble, Noble wow. out, Yeah, and uh, obviously we'll have the team for Port Adelaide and uh, Brisbane tomorrow night. Who's your tip well. for tomorrow? Early tip. Could be wet. Uh, could be wet. I am going to go, if it's wet, I'm going to go Collingwood. Oh, okay. Thought you were a bit more Melbourne. No, because they've got a second chance. They might win on the repertoire. charts. Yeah, uh, Collingwood for me. Okay, okay, I didn't think. I want to talk just quickly on cricket. I was reading today that they're talking about in 2028 introducing Olympics. cricket to the Olympics in LA. Yeah, why? I always thought the Olympics should be not team sports like that, but individuals, you know, fastest, highest, yeah, stronger. But, but, I, I agree with you, but I mean, hockey's there, soccer, I mean, everything's there now. Can I just tell you, this is uh, why I brought it up. I did not know this. Do you know cricket has already been in yes, an Olympics? Yes, I do, about 1902 or something, somewhere around there. Well, you're two 1900. Years. Correct. Yeah. In Paris. Yeah. There were two teams. Yeah, in England, one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I just had, I, I, No, I, was, I didn't know, I didn't know that until I read it, but uh, I don't well, think cricket on, how, belongs how, in there. I didn't think you would be there. No, I wasn't in there. In 1900 I to there. see it. No. I didn't think My great, 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 great grandfather was, was there. there. Okay, so. But do, you, do you think cricket should be an Olympic sport? No, I don't think. No. So the IPL multi, multi, multi millionaires go and play, the Indians in particular, mm. go and play. And they'd love it, though, if India won Olympic gold. Because they've only won, I believe, two or three gold medals in anything, India, individual. Yeah, okay. This will be a team one, though. Now, just talking about being number one, and we were then, gold and you me when you Yeah, no, no, I was. But you've got green on today. But green and gold are good colours. Yep. I played for green and gold. You know that. Hey, what are the West Coast Eagles going to do? Back to footy. Harley Reid, supposedly number one pick. Doesn't want to go there. Yeah, if that's what they said he's going to go. Are they going to unload that and get two first-round picks? The question to you, David Lachlan-Wildy, is would you take Harley Reid as the number one pick as one player or if you could get two in the first round... Two top 10? Uh, top top 20. Top 15. Oh, the, you want a real early one, like two or three after one. Yeah. And a number 10 or 12 or whatever. Yeah. Probably only in the back of, if you don't want to go there, they're gonna, two years you'll be out. But I'll bet you those two players, you, you, you've got more... You got two a, for one. Yeah, two for one. Yeah. You've got a fair chance of getting two goodies. Remember my theory... Premiership teams have 18 players in the top 30 picks in their squad to enlist. Yeah, and I don't think he should be saying I don't want to go there either. That's, you know, it's like a restraint of trade. They're not meant to be sort of doing this sort of stuff, but he's made it quite clear. Mind you, having said that, I wouldn't want to go to the West Coast Eagles. But he, he could go there for two years, nick off, and come back. But uh, I'd, I'd take two for one. I would too. Two in the hand? It's <laughs> Is that bad in the bush? We were talking about bad, something about bad. I'd take we? two. Yeah, I'd take two also. Um, all that for mate. Fair dinkum internet without the fuss. Score a mobile deal as good as Sam Kerr. Worldy. Worldy. With mate. There you go. Worldy. Yeah, yeah worldy. What? Of course. Don't you. <laughs> What's it? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's what I'm trying to say. So one Harley. No, I'd take the two still. 
you, would you take the two in the bush rather than a Harley Reid? We've got plenty coming up, I would, including Callum Brown for the Giants. has said he's got a checkered uh, journey, but he's now playing for the Giants. They play against St Kilda in the final this weekend. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Tire Power. Big footy final sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Well, Blighty, a lot of uh, footballers have different journeys to get to AFL. And yep. our next guest, he's at a... Rather long journey, born in England, uh, raised in Ireland, and now he finds him out at Sydney. His dad, uh, Trevor, um, Jamaican, his mother, English, and uh, he was good at every sport too. We're talking rugby union, soccer, Gaelic, footy. He's got the build for it. Let's welcome Callum Brown. Callum, thanks for your time. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank you for having me. It's a, it is a different journey. Um, apparently, you're identified as a talent just as a, a young boy, but it's a long way to come from Ireland to Australia and, and make your name here. Uh, yeah, it's too big leap to begin with. Um, I've always had the, the thought of going somewhere else, whether that was football or, you know, where Gaelic would take me back in Ireland. But, yeah, as soon as I got the opportunity to join Aussie Rules, I just just grabbed it as I could. And everybody back home was pretty supportive and told me just to, you know, go. Ireland's always going to be here. Yeah. Limavati's always going to be here. So, just make the leap. Yeah, I, many years ago I played Gaelic footy. We we took on the the, the Irish uh, team, and uh, I I just wondered, it, did you really go for the Gaelic footy, or did you try all the other sports like David said, and and you just settled on Gaelic footy, and then Australian rules came your way? Um, yeah, I played football at the same time, so it was um, sort of non-stop each week. Uh, before I played with Limavady, and then I went to um, Linfield and. 2017, um, but I was playing with the county at the time as well with the Lim Valley Club seniors. So I was up to a lot three teams during the week. So it was a bit of a mess, but um, I played a bit of rugby in school. Uh, not really much of the basketball. A bit now over here because everybody seems to love it. But <laughs> yeah, it's just um, sort of them three. What was the hardest thing? You come over here, I mean, AFL is a, is a top professional competition. What was the hardest thing for you to adjust coming from those other sports? I was going to say, the only thing I could try just was going down how I speak for everybody to understand <laughs> me, but... Um, <laughs> I'm having a bit of trouble yeah. here right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not speaking too quick for you. I think, I think I am. Maybe I'm too excited, but nah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the transition will... To try, I think like every Irish player, they, they seem to pick it up pretty quick. And um, I've always taken... I've always took... Um, the confidence in whatever sport I played or, or, or done, you know, I was always going to be good at it. And uh, whether that's taken me, you know, five years now, I suppose, to crack the Giants team and start playing consistent football. But yeah, I think it, it, was, it was it was easy enough, should I say? It was more just trying to crack down the, the fundamentals and skills of the, mm. the game. But then you had the athleticism. But yeah, it was pretty much just the coaches putting time and effort into me. Yeah, and I guess with Gaelic footy too, I mean, other than the round ball, I mean, the, the strategies are pretty similar, aren't they? Try and get it to a teammate, move it on, 
you know, and read the game a bit. And that's what all great athletes do. Now, round 16, 2022 was a watershed game for you. You kicked four goals against Hawthorne and you got three Brownlow medal votes and got the rising star for the week or two. So you got the trifecta all in one. So that must have been a really exciting day for you. Um, yeah, to be honest, I didn't expect any of it. Um, it sort of just came at me in an instant. Uh, you know, during the week, the coach just kind of said in the meeting, you know, we're just going to take Brownie back up forward again. Like they started on the each year, where I started down back, and then towards the end of the year, I'll end up in the forward line, which I don't understand, but either way, it works for me. So, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting after the game because. I felt pretty confident and, you know, going into the next week, I wanted to try to do the same thing again, whether it was for myself or for the team and just mm. try to back it up. But um, I guess I'm, I'm doing that now this year and there must be a good spot in that forward line. Must have been tough for a while there, Callum, like not getting a game, going through COVID a long way from home. Did mm. you... Did you think about going back to Derry at all, or or do you thought, nah, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to stick it out, I'm going to tough it out? Uh, actually, during the, the when COVID hit, I, I did go home for maybe two months, but everything everything back home you know, was shut down, so I didn't get the opportunity to play a bit of Gaelic, and I still haven't since being here. Like usually, some of the boys from other clubs will get the opportunity to go back and play for the clubs, but. Unfortunately, my club gets kicked out in the first round of the championship, which isn't the best result. Um, so yeah, it's it just it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to say, really. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you've actually played 16 games this year, two and eight the two previous years. So you've played 26 games. The difference. So you've under Leon Cameron and now under Adam Kingsley. I know you're only young in the game and you're only 23, but. The different styles of those two coaches, Leon and Adam? Uh, yeah, probably massive difference, to be honest. Um, well, I know Leon, you know, he's done, he's done a great job for me. He definitely wanted to work on my my, my skills in that, in that department because this year I was a bit, I wasn't ready, maybe in my first or second year, and he, he always wanted me to lift and he set new goals for me each week and every month where I had to try it and um, I would have a couple of meetings with him and they were pretty serious meetings and whether I was trying to step up my game and you know push for that A grade but um, I actually thank him a lot because from that it's, it's enabled me to develop into sort of the player I am now and think that he's almost just coming along and you know, let me loose as you say um, <laughs> he's given me the, the opportunity and yeah I've taken it well, you've got great skills. You love a goal, too. Tell us about Toby Green. We don't hear Toby speak all that often, but what a year he's had as captain, All-Australian. Uh, looks like a wonderful leader. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. He's, he's been massive for me this year, you know, working off him and, and Jesse Hogan and Jake Riccardi in that, that forward line and trying to switch about from that either key forward to that small forward with Brent Daniels and... Uh, Toby Bedford, you know, it's, it's pretty big working around all them boys and trying to develop around them because you know, they're all stars and there's me just coming along. You know, I'm still <laughs> I'm still learning and all them boys have got everything pretty locked up. You know, I'm still trying to focus on my kicking. You know, whether that's 
you know, running at full speed, trying to just lower my height and hitting that target. But, yeah, just learning each week by week, and Toby's always in my ear, just, you know, you, you could, each, each week you could be the best player there, you could be a star, you just knuckle down and stick to the, the simple things as well. But, no, he, 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 as you said, he's a bit quiet. He doesn't really like to, to speak. Yeah. Unless you, you speak to him. But, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah. Now, Justin, you got number 46. Did you lose the toss to get that number, or did you pick 46? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I said I would stick by it from Dylan Addison, who's the welfare manager at the club. But uh, when he played a couple of games with the Giants, um, he had 46. I said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll continue your your legacy at the club and I'll stick by it. And, and, and I'll stick by 46. And, yeah, so that's sort of just the story about that. And he was pretty over the moon with me. Actually, I'll t- I tell you what, in the, in all the records, of course, the, the the player that's played the most number is heralded in the in the footy record, the big book, the Bible, we call it. You could easily become the longest-serving number, number 46. 46 in the game, <laughs> <laughs> which would be a real feather in your Irish cap. Yeah, not many, not many players seem to like the number forty-six. So hopefully, I can change that when they see it on my back. They will I, like, they will like the low numbers, Callum. Can, can I tell you what, Callum? You don't, you probably don't remember this, but uh, and you wouldn't have been aware of it. But anything in the forties, in not that long ago, there are only 42, 43, 44 players with a couple of rookie-listed players. So forty-six was a number, usually not in the team or not used. So well done, congratulations. Make it yours, mate. Thank you. Nah, I, I tend to do that. Now, the Giants, nine from 11, amazing run. Um, you're pretty well all hands on deck. I don't know if Sam Taylor's going to get up for the, the game. You love him in there. But, gee, your form's been good, hasn't it? The last couple of months, very, very consistent. Yeah, with, with Sam, you know, hopefully we get him back this week. He'll, he'll, he'll have a run out tomorrow and see how he goes. And But at the minute, he's running pretty strong and, I think we're confident that you could make a return um, and create that trio in the back line again. Um, as I like call the Bermuda Triangle with Connor Iden and Jack Buckley. You know, no one really skips them three, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, hopefully I can try to keep up the form again, kick a couple of goals for the team. Um, I sort of just play with a bit of a mindset where I just want to enjoy myself at the same time, you know, not take anything too serious. I'm pretty, mm. pretty laid back, relaxed. Kind of person, um, so yeah, trying not like anything or let anything get to my head or over my head as well. So just stay pretty calm. Yeah, this is, it's a really good piece of advice. That you know, it, I mean, it's a final and it means something. There's something on the end of it. You either get invited back the next week or you don't. So that's it's a pretty big game. But uh, St Kilda, their form's been okay for the year. Back with the new coach Ross Lyon back there. Uh, you, you've played against them before. Is there any meetings that you've had so far this week that think, aha, uh-huh, maybe we can get them there, there, or there? Um, no, to be honest, not really. Uh, well, I didn't get the opportunity to play against them this year, so I had to sit on the sideline and watch. But um, this week's been, like I said, pretty chilled. You know, no one's too stressed. We're just trying to take it week by week. And, you know, if we stick to the system and the game plan that we've been doing, Every week, no, you know, I'm pretty sure any team that comes up against us should be pretty scared. So, um, going into this week, we'll just stick to the same game plan, <clears throat> roll out the train tomorrow, and yeah, just see how, 
Yeah, well, you're doing a good job. On your passport, uh, they call you the Irishman, but you're born in England. Is it England on your passport or is it Ireland? Oh, well, it says British. British. And, and Northern Ireland, so ah. it, I guess that works away for me. You got them all covered. Hey, Callum, good luck, yeah. mate. We love watching your development. And Trevor Clisby, your manager, is a good mate of ours here. He's a South Australian boy for many years. Say hello to Trevor. But uh, all the best this week, whatever way it goes. And um, yeah, keep up the good work. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Callum Thanks, Brown man. there. Uh, as I said, he's, he's had a different journey. He left England at the age of five to go to Ireland. His dad's Jamaican. His mother's English. What do you say? He's got a British British passport slash Northern Ireland. Yeah, I um, I just, I'm sorry, but my, some of my, <laughs> I love I, my lingo. Just, I just, I mean, he's a gorgeous, there's link, what do they call it? The the, the language of what, whatever they call it. And I just, well, his accent. Yeah, or, it's just a case. I, I couldn't, I didn't pick up the word he was saying. It was so funny when he said that, well, I was going to say my hardest thing to adjust was my ex and you said, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm having a bit of trouble myself with no, you've got to listen carefully, but he's got a good sense of humour. Yeah, terrific. He sounds like a really relaxed young fellow, which is great. And, and obviously, they've spent some time with him, which is great. He's just going to get better. Yeah, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. I guess there was GWS giant Callum Brown. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yeah, from GWS giant Callum Brown to Glenelg coach Darren Reeves, thanks to the Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. We're talking tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear, in-store and online. As we welcome the coach of Glenelg, minor premiers, had a terrific year, Darren Reeves. Darren, thanks for your time. How are you going? Going well, guys. Thanks for having me. Terrific year. Congratulations there. You came in late, uh, but it's been almost like clockwork. Your, your, pre- your form was fantastic pretty well from round one. Uh, you finished minor premier, so um, you'd have to assess that as a very good year so far. No, nah, thanks for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was clockwork. It was, um, <laughs> it was a lot of bloody hard work along the way. Don't worry about that. But, man, the guys, we, we had a plan in place right from the start. To the to players' credit, they, they bought in um, and they've been able to worked really hard at it right through the course of the season and, and been able to execute it pretty solidly um, over a consistent basis, which has been really pleasing. Not often you have a perfect game, but Malcolm and I were astounded at that game when you beat Sturt by about 20 goals. Oh. Just, it just seemed unbelievable, kicking eight and sevens in every quarter. Is that is that the closest to a perfect game you've ever coached? I think so, mate. Yeah, I, you'd like to be able to roll <laughs> that out every week, but... Um, I was like the perfect storm. The club and the, the, the sample did a, a great job in promoting the day and it was a, a fantastic afternoon for football and our guys were up and about, a big crowd there and they got on a roll and the p- most pleasing thing was that they just kept going. Even late in the last quarter, they were ferocious with their pressure and um, they were able to keep it in the scoreboard and it was, it was great to watch. Uh, David mentioned in the opening there, Darren, that I look back today, and we did talk to you earlier in the year, but you signed to Coach Glenelg on the 21st of December late last year. It's been an amazing, yeah, it's been an amazing nine months. First training, January Je- 3rd. Je- yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really... Well, the mo- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The, the, the thing about that is I jumped in a car and headed over to my parents in country New South Wales for Christmas the next day and... 
um, it was such a whirlwind, two two or three weeks getting back and getting stuck into it. But um, no, I've enjoyed every moment of it, mate, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I, I was just about to say, the pinch factor, you sometimes pinch yourself and say, I mean, you've ended up at a pretty good club. They've been a good club for a long period of time. I mean, they've had their ups and downs. But, you know, with Peter Carey at, at the helm and all that sort of stuff, I remember talking to Peter about you and he said, look, I think we've got one here. I mean, that's a really big rap from a from a really, you know, a, an icon of a, a South Australian football. Oh, absolutely, mate. And uh, I love just picking Peter's brain. Every opportunity I get, I, I grab him for a coffee and pick his brain. And I, I love his, uh, his feedback. He spent some time overseas, obviously, through the mid part mm. of the year. And I enjoyed the uh, 6 o'clock email on a Sunday morning with his feedback from the game the day before. That was... Um, it was great. I, you're right, mate. I pinch myself every day. I, right place, right time, and a terrific playing list. A strong footy club that's been uh, reasonably successful over the last few years, but without actually getting to the mm. ultimate um, over the last three or four years particularly. Um, so there was a, a lot in place. It was just around trying to tidy up in a few areas, and um, particularly on the defensive side of the game. We knew we could score. We knew we were talented. We needed to be tough and unrelenting defensively, and to the boys' credit, they've, they've, they've owned that. Um, and for me, the biggest tick out of the season that we're their number one defensive team, and that's a um, just great reward for the way the guys have bought into what we wanted to do. Yeah, and I mean the form um, in the advertiser team of the year, the sample team of the year, which always interests me. You're the coach of it, which is obviously obvious, <laughs> and you, and there's six players. So mm. what you've done, you've actually moulded some blokes, particularly as you mentioned in the forward line on Josh Hone and also Liam McBing, of course. I mean, they've been terrific. You've had a wonderful, wonderful year. But one of the things is now to play Adelaide, Adelaide Oval on uh, Saturday, 3.15. It's going to be pretty interesting for you. How, how are you feeling yourself going in, I, I guess, into your first Sandful Senior Final? Um, I mean, there's a little bit of, a few nerves and a little bit of apprehension there and just more than making sure that we've got everything done correctly and... I mean, the guys have been fantastic. We're fit and healthy. Um, we haven't got too many on the injured list. And the weekend off was really good for us. We had some guys that had some bumps and bruises and were able to sort of freshen up a little bit, get a lot of running and, and et cetera done. And the, the guys that were fit and healthy, our, our reserve not playing either. So we're able to play a fair internal on Saturday morning and um, the guys went at each other. So we're in a good space. Um, that gives me great confidence that... Um, the guys are, are ready to go. Um, again, last night, we were almost having to hold them back. They're really energetic and want to get stuck into training, and um, we're just trying to keep a lid on that a little bit with them. But um, I think they give me confidence because of where they're at, mate. God, that's interesting. You know, I was going to ask you what you do in your week off. When you said internal, I, I just brought a smile to my face. You know, I reckon we're creatures of habit players, and you know, you just you just want to you don't want to you know you don't want to belt your teammate, but you still want to be live on that edge. I'm glad you've done that. Yep. I, I mean, I've seen teams not do anything and I've seen teams fall apart because you're not quite right on the day. Yep. And I, I think that, you know... Oh, we wanted to keep... Yeah, good on you. We wanted to keep things as normal as possible, Malcolm. We um, we tried to keep last week as normal. We reviewed the game. We recovered like we'd normally do. We had our main session on, on the Wednesday and then Saturday morning we, um, we played probably 75 minutes, I reckon. We went and we actually... Not because we had some blokes that were doing other stuff, but we just went 16 on 16 just to make the ground feel a little bit bigger and a little bit more space um, forward of the ball either end. And um, the guys went at each other. It was, um, I must admit, I had my heart in my mouth a few times, a few contests the guys were backing back into. And 
you just you want them to do it, but you don't want them to get hurt. So there was, um, but to their credit, they went about it in great fashion. Can I just say that is a massive congratulations from me because I, 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 yeah, I've seen it go the other way and I've seen an injury, but I reckon for the benefit of the group, you're better off doing it. And I've seen it go the other way, and you know, you get a bit soft. You know, a week off is soft sometimes. Uh, you know, well done. I, I, really, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. You got that, some. Um, Good experience there too, Darren, looking through the guys that have been there before, probably played in winning and losing grand finals. But uh, they've kept up turning up the plate, haven't they? You know, guys like McBean and Snook and Proud Reynolds, Alan Hosey, I mean, uh, Billy Stretch. It's a, it's a good mix. Oh, it certainly is, mate. And that's, I think that's just credit to the competition. It's such a great competition that these guys that come off AFL lists and had that experience come back and um, they still want to play in their mid-20s um, to the best of their ability in, in the best competition outside the AFL in Australia. We're fortunate that we've got great characters amongst those guys, those senior guys at, um, at Glenelg through and through. Um, and they just... I, I, the thing I love most about the Sandfield is these guys, they go to work. Some of them are uh, tradies and work on roofs <laughs> and, and then they turn up and they smash themselves every training session. And I just admire the way they go about it. And you, it, you want to come to work and work with these guys every day because of that. Look at a guy like Liam McBean, and you know, I just feel like he's got all the attributes to being a, a very good AFL footballer. He stuck it out with Glenelg. He plays state footy, plays well for you guys. It's um, just, I suppose, one of those anomalies. Uh, some make it, some don't, but he he looks like he, he you know, would be well suited to AFL. Oh, mate, I agree. I, I think he's the classic that maybe at 18 through to sort of 21, 22, when he was on the list, he wasn't quite ready. But I reckon now at 26, 27, he's primed. I reckon he'd be an outstanding AFL footballer if he was on a list right now. But um, unfortunately, these blokes don't get that much opportunity at that point of their careers. Um, and in 200 centimetres, he's probably taken a, a bit longer than others mm -hmm. to understand his game and what makes him tick best. But I think if he was on a list now, he'd be a phenomenal player. From my perspective, and for a few years now, being involved with other clubs, he's the best forward outside the AFL in Australia, without question. Yeah, big rap. Um, uh, you're probably well aware of this. That I, I, I believe there's a myopic view of a lot of people in this town that talk about the Adelaide and the Port Adelaide being in the competition and saying, well, it's not fair and it's not this and it's not that. I, I, I can't imagine that you would... They're just an opposition team to you. When you come up against them every week or every third week, fifth week, whatever it is, I just, I just don't get on that bandwagon. He was saying they shouldn't be in the comp. I think the comp is healthier, harder to win because you've got this great competition, as you mentioned. I'll probably try and not put some words in your mouth, but I hate that myopic view. That is the rules, and that's what you play to. 100%, mate. I think it's fantastic. I, and I reckon if you ask all of our senior guys, they love the opportunity to come up against full strength Adelaide, Crows, Port Adelaide football teams, and we played the Adelaide Crows twice this year. Um, I think both times they had 17 listed AFL players playing and the brand of football and the spectacle for the supporters on the day was outstanding. And It brings the best out of our guys, I know that. I, I love it as a coach, the opportunity to, to get better, um, challenging yourself against these types of teams. And I think it's fantastic for the competition. I know that there's that view out there. 
the general public, but I think it's fantastic. Mate. Well, Darren, good luck. Uh, you've had a marvellous year. You've done some great things for Glenelg. It could be a terrific game too. Can't wait. You take on the Crows again. They've both been reasonably close games this year. And, and all the best. But congratulations. You came in late and you've, uh, well, you finished mine and Premier. Well done. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me, guys. Darren Reeves, Glenorg coach, yep, signed late December, first training, uh, first week of January. Done a good Thank job. Thank you very much. So, uh, Great job. Yeah. Um, we've got a bit of audio there too. You wanted to play bloody. Yeah, I just think there's a, there's a couple of things. David Zeta, who reports uh, lots of stuff now on Fox Footy, um, there's a story about Xavier Dersma looking to go back to Victoria. Just have a listen to this. Hang on. He's had an interesting path, hasn't he? So you know the the, the Zach Butters and Connor Rosie, you know that 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 triumvirate of, of great picks that came through. Um, and and Dersman was the one who seemed to be lagging behind. He's had some injuries as well, but he was he was lying his trade in the sample. I haven't heard much about the Geelong link, uh, but I've certainly heard his name mentioned in uh, by other clubs in terms of an openness to a potential move. Whether that comes to pass again, uh, we need to see how it plays out in the next few weeks. But I have heard that he's in the mix. He's had a lot of injuries, Blighty. Yeah, he has. Um, some really nasty ones, missed big chunks of time. He's a good player. He's one that probably played 200 games up and down on the wing, but wouldn't surprise. They'd get a bit of value from him if, if he left Port. He'd be a second-round draft pick, you think? Yeah, uh, yes, I think he would be. I, I, his pace is important. Yeah, well, big show again. We spoke with Callum Brown, Darren Reeves, and Blighty would do it all again tomorrow. Teams tomorrow night. Bye for now. Bye, David.